This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 9th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Warrantless wiretapping was part of the new kind of war described by President Bush in the wake of the September 11th attacks. Eric Lischblau in his new book, Bush's Law, provides a timeline of how the administration set out to streamline its anti-terrorism activities in the face of constitutional constraints. Lischblau won a 2006 Pulitzer Prize for breaking the story of the National Security Agency's wiretapping program. We spoke April 23rd. One of the, the major themes that, that I try and lay out in my book is this this concept of really an omnipotent presidency, um, that after 9-11 we saw um, a, a view that was uh, espoused by uh, certainly by Dick Cheney and his aides and also at the Justice Department by, by John Yoo, who at the time of 9-11 was really a, um, a deputy with, with very little power, who um, uh, within a few months was writing uh, opinions that would have uh, historic implications, um, uh, laying out the president's wartime powers and the assertion that uh, as commander-in-chief under Article II of the Constitution that the president, uh, when it came to matters of uh, matters of surveillance, matters of uh, interrogation um, and, and other tactics in the war on terror, uh, had virtually unchecked authority uh, in the war on terror. And I think this will be seen as one of the one of the defining traits of the presidency. Who is John Yu? John Yu was a deputy in the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel, uh, and uh, at the time of 9-11, he was one of the few people in that office who had any real experience in uh, dealing with matters of international law and wartime authority, and the vice president's office and also the Pentagon turned to him um, in, the, in the days and weeks after 9-11 to write a series of what have now become very controversial opinions um, asserting the president's wartime powers. Those were secret classified opinions at the time. They've now, um, many of them become public, although some are still still classified, uh, having to do with um, uh, aggressive interrogation tactics, things um, that critics argue were bordering on torture, having to do with surveillance powers, the ability to eavesdrop without warrants, um, all the programs and operations that have now become so, so controversial had basically the legal blessing of John Yu from the Office of Legal Counsel. How wide of a variety of opinion on warrantless wiretapping did the Bush administration consider before going ahead with it? Very little. I mean, that, that's one theme that I really try and explore in my book um, is that there was a uh, there was really a, a, a monolithic mindset, um, and in, in fact, there was no legal opinion at the start of the NSA wiretapping program. Um, I, I tell the story of um, Ashcroft complaining to his aides that the White House had um, had basically handed him this piece of paper. The, the the NSA program required his certification, required his his sign off as Attorney General, and he complained that the White House just shoved this piece of paper in front of him and told him to sign it. Uh, and his aides were very very worried about his own legal liability as the Attorney General. There was no legal uh, authorization for this in terms of an OLC, an Office of Legal Counsel opinion, um, looking at the, the, the legal liabilities. And here you had a law in place, the, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, um, that this program appeared to 
um, uh, to run in, in, in uh, um, appeared to violate, uh, at least on the surface. Uh, and what happened as a result of the, the concerns of some Ashcroft's aides was that they said, you better get yourself a, uh, an opinion from the Office of Legal Counsel. There was then an opinion put in place saying, you can do this under the president's wartime powers. Um, and, and that was sort of the track that a lot of these opinions went, went on. There was decision made as to what the president wanted to do, what Vice President Cheney often wanted to do. Then the legal opinion and the, the legal dissection came later. Now, Ashcroft sort of strikes me as a, a character in, in all of this situation who people really should have been listening to in more recent years. He was a cheerleader on behalf of the Patriot Act, went around and did a tour around the country promoting the Patriot Act. Right. But later, this story about how he essentially had to say, no, I'm not going to sign off on this. You can't do this. You you can't... Uh, do what you yeah, he, do. he's he's definitely a complex character. He he didn't he didn't actually reveal that that uh, story about the the hospital scene. Um, he he hasn't really said anything about it even to this day. Uh, the the first description that actually came in a story that I did in the, in, in the paper, and it was um, uh, his deputy James Comey who uh, went before Congress oh, about a year ago now and gave this very dramatic depiction of racing up the stairs at the at the hospital to uh, to beat Alberto Gonzalez and Andy Card to Ashcroft's hospital bedside straight out of a Hollywood movie um, and Ashcroft was was sort of seen as the um, uh, uh, the, the 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 one who the uh, White House was going to to that they could count on they thought that they could basically always count on Ashcroft to to do their bidding and here was the one time that he refused he he, he had aides who were telling him this NSA program this surveillance operation may be illegal and he refused to sign off. It's important to remember that he had signed off on this program for two and a half years. Uh, there's no sign before that dramatic scene that he had ever raised any real concerns about it. Uh, but then at that, at that moment, he, for the first time, said no. Did that event change at all the thinking of the Bush administration? It certainly changed the personal dynamics. Uh, it, it was basically a, a revolt at the Justice Department. You had uh, more than 20 senior officials at the Justice Department, including Ashcroft himself, threatening to resign over the way this was handled. This was seen as an incredible end run that Gonzalez and, and Andy Card had done to try and get the continued approval for this NSA program, even though there were people at the Justice Department who thought it was illegal. And you had the prospect of John Ashcroft, his deputy, and many of their senior aides revolting and threatening to resign over this program. Um, and you had President Bush himself having to personally intervene. Uh, so there was the, the fallout from that lasted for weeks and months. And there were there were um, certainly uh, personality conflicts that, that uh, were, were laid bare by this. There, there was the promotion of, of uh, one official at the Justice Department who was involved in this that was essentially blocked by Dick Cheney's office that said this was someone who was key to this revolt. We are not going to let him be promoted to a senior post. So the, the, there were lingering tensions over that for quite a while. Um, and the, the program itself had to be altered. Um, there were several components of the program that did not continue uh, having to do with data mining operations. We still don't understand exactly what was stopped, but we do know that there were, were aspects that were changed and, and altered in order to get it um, uh, up to speed and to the liking of the Justice Department officials. Now, President Bush has been very insistent that telecoms get retroactive immunity for participating in uh, warrantless wiretapping, but right. 
he's done so in such a way that he was essentially willing to let a bill go down in flames that uh, would have allowed intelligence to continue to be gathered in a way that he was very favorable toward in order to get this immunity. How seriously does he treat this particular kind of intelligence gathering if he's willing to let uh, a bill that would allow that to continue to go down in flames over this retroactive immunity? Well, that's a good question. I mean, the, the politics has obviously um, sort of clouded the, the substance of the issue at this point, uh, and, and it's become really a, a game of chicken between the, the White House and uh, the Democrats, particularly the House Democrats, over whether or not the immunity is going to be granted. Um, the, the position of, of House Democrats is that, uh, that, that we should take more time and, uh, um, and extend the, the law that was passed last August, known as the Protect America Act, in order to really study the issue and perhaps even remove the immunity issue from the equation altogether. Just give the NSA the surveillance powers that the White House has been asking for and take out this, this really thorny question of immunity and get a bill passed. Um, the White House doesn't like that idea, and and as you say, they've been willing to uh, let the entire let the entire legislation um, uh, sit on the brink of, of expiration, and it has expired at this point, rather than um, uh, signing a, a, a temporary extension. Does the insistence on this retroactive immunity does it raise the specter that there are liability issues for the White House beyond the liability that uh, telecoms could be uh, charged with? Well, in, in the broad sense, yes. Um, uh, the, the immunity that Congress is debating would not apply to government officials. So um, even if this were passed by Congress, it wouldn't get anyone um, in the executive branch off the hook for any liability. Um, but certainly there is concern uh, among government officials about civil and, and even possibly criminal investigations and what that might show about the responsibility of executive branch officials who approve the program and whether or not they could be found, um, uh, found liable, uh, particularly if the White House changes hands and the Democratic administration takes over in, in November. There, there's certainly a lot of no- nervousness about that. Eric Lishblau is author of the new book, Bush's Law, The Remaking of American Justice. He won a 2006 Pulitzer Prize for breaking the story of the NSA's wiretapping program. You can watch a full April 23rd book forum on Bush's Law at Cato.org.